Hey ho, dear ones, how are we doing today? I have a super cool episode for you. And the inspiration came to me from my study of human design. I am halfway through level three of Quantum Human Design by Karen Curry Parker, and I have been loving it. Level three is all about gates and channels. And I have to say, I'm, it's been so, what's the word? Happy? <laughs> aligned? Just, yeah, aligned. I know that spiritual people use that word a lot. And it's, for me, alignment just says so much, you know, because it's a word that gets you to the feeling. And whenever you get to the feeling, that's when you get the greatest understanding. Feelings help us to understand way, way better than words ever could. And so I've felt so aligned in level three because as I study my own human design chart deeper, I realize just how aligned I am. I am in such a, a high expression of my energy. And I can see when I look back to my 20s and 30s and early 40s, I see myself in low expression of my energy at various points and times. And that's beautiful. That is how I healed and learned and grew and evolved. And it's so validating or relieving or refreshing or a aligned feeling to know that all of that struggle and heartache and healing and investments in yourself, it does pay off. And, and experiencing myself and being validated that I am in high expression of who I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to create and how I'm meant to show up feels damn good. I'm not going to lie. And it feels like a, a lot, a whole heck of a lot of hard work paying off. So if you ever feel like it's all of this spiritual work I do, all this investment, time, money in myself, all this personal growth stuff, is it worth it? And I offer, yes, yes, it is. Stay the course and you will find the deeper alignment that you've been searching for as well. So today we're talking about heart-led thinking. And I'm going to unpack what all of that means in today's episode. So let's go ahead and get right to it. In today's episode, I reveal what heart-led thinking is, why it's so important, and how to do it. I'll end on an invitation that will have you thinking from your heart in ways that lead to bigger thinking, as well as your next big creative spark. So please stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hello, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this global community of soul guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. 
In the Soul Guide Circle, we are pursuing our soul-guided dreams while lifting up humanity. Find a link to join our closed Facebook group at allisonscammell.com or in the show notes. Today, we're talking heart-led thinking. Well, what the heck is it? To back up, I did get the inspiration for this episode from Level 3 Human Design Study, which is all about gates and channels. And I have the defined channel 6124. That is the channel of mindfulness. And when you have this channel defined, it's in your head, it's connected to your crown chakra, and it's all about thinking. Deep thinking, creative thinking, thinking big, exploratory thinking. So it's not really about figuring things out and landing on solution. It's more about the exploration itself. And when you are in the exploration of the insights, that's where the deep truth is contained. That's when you tap into it. And although when you have this channel, your mind is always working but the deep truth insights come suddenly. They come in bursts or like downloads. In addition to that, I also have a defined head and a defined ajna, which really means thinking is just an important part of my process. It's an important part of who I am. And I think sometimes in the spiritual discourse, and I've certainly been guilty of this as a spiritual teacher, we make thinking the bad guy. We make being up in our head the wrong way to be. And you got to get out of your head and get into your body. And while I do believe that is all true, that we want to be living and being from our neck down, it doesn't mean that there's no room for thinking. But there is a right way to use your brain and explore. And that is when it's led from the heart. Before I get into why it's important and how you do it, when I was listening to the human design training video on the 6124, Karen said something that was like, whoa, just sort of kind of knocked me off my chair a little bit, to be honest. And it was, if you have this channel defined, give yourself the permission to take a morning a week or more to just think. Just think. You're not figuring stuff out. You're not on the hook to find solutions. You're just giving yourself permission to think, to explore, to think bigger. As I heard her say that, I realized that I wasn't giving, I hadn't carved out that time for myself. I didn't realize I, I didn't realize I needed it until she said it. And then the reason why it blew me over is because in that moment, it was this profound realization of just how much I needed that. Because I have had already carved out tons of time for meditation and t- tons of time for walking in the forest and connecting to nature. But that's not this. This is creating space for thinking. So let's get into how you do it and what are the characteristics of heart-led thinking. And another way to think about it is it's really neck-down thinking. So when you're in the creative process of exploring an idea, you are in the body. It's an embodied state. You are sunk in and you are connected to your heart energy, right? 
And if you have a sacral authority, maybe you're also connected to your gut, to that gut response, that sacral response. And you're in the body and you're also in the present moment. You are not lost in yesterday or tomorrow. You are in the now. And you will find when you're in your body and in the now, your thoughts slow down. There is space between your thoughts, just like when you meditate. But this is not meditation. This is thought exploration. So it's more active. It's more alert. Whilst meditation is really about quieting the mind, quieting the thoughts, sinking into your inner cave, elevating your energetic vibrations, and creating as much space in between thoughts as possible. While heart-led thinking is more active. However, if you find yourself in thoughts that are going very, very quickly, or even racing, you are likely in your neck up. You are likely back in your head. And so it's cut off from your intuition. It's cut off from the divine. And that's really, you know, the 6124, if you look at it on a human design chart, it's at the top of the head connected to the crown chakra. And it's about bringing divine insights down from the divine, right? From source, from spirit guides, from higher self. And you're bringing it into your thinking to process it, to understand, to explore it. What does this mean? What does this mean for the human experience? How do we integrate this into our human experience? This is part of the co-creative process with the divine, right? We need them and they need us. And this is part of that integration. So another characteristic of heart-led thinking is it's either neutral or supportive, I hesitate to use positive or negative because it all just is, and limiting thoughts are an important part of our experience just as much as uplifting thoughts, but it's not going to be self-critical in nature. The thinking might be calling you to make changes. It might be a reflection on behaviors or patterns that you have that no longer serve you, but it's not going to have a critical element to it or a limiting element to it in the sense that you can't do that. You're not worthy of it. You don't deserve it. That is neck up thinking. Again, cut off from intuition and divine. Neck down thinking is arriving at solutions. So if you are getting called into new habits, what are those habits? And how can you set yourself up for success to integrate those higher vibrational habits into your experience. So there's a uplifting, we got this, we can figure this out quality to it when you are thinking from the neck down, connected into the body. So how do we think from the heart? Well, it's similar to meditation in that you start with some deep breaths and you sink into the body, connect into that heart energy embody, connect to the pieces of yourself that are neck down, your fingers, your toes, your sits bone, right? And you really want to come into the present moment, into the now. I like to do thinking while I walk. I'm 
an active person. I love to walk. I love to go on long walks. I love to walk with my dog. So this can be a nature walk for me, but I also need time in nature. And that is a little bit of a different quality because that's when I'm actually connecting into trees and the wind and the air and the birds and the ocean water. So that's got a whole different vibe for me. So yes, I can do heart-led thinking whilst walking in nature. I also need my walking in nature time for connecting into natural elements. So I often carve out my heart-led thinking time for just going on walks, often with Astrid, my dog, when we're just going on a walk and I'm not necessarily taking her to a nature, a natural area. We're just walking down the street and I take deep breaths and I connect into the body and I connect to my heart. And I do one of two things. A, and I think this is probably the more spacious way to do it, is I just allow the thoughts that want to be explored to arrive to me. And again, this isn't about arriving on solutions and figuring things out, although carving out this space often has that as the effect, right? But we don't really have an, ag- an agenda. This is agendaless thinking. And the more agendaless you can make it, I find, the more powerful it gets. And that's when those aha insights of truth get to find their way to you. So I either approach the time agendaless or what I did before recording this episode is I wanted to do some heart-led thinking before I recorded a podcast episode on heart-led thinking. So I grabbed the leash and the dog and I went for a walk and I just set the intention to explore this episode. And that was it. And I just let the insights come to me. And that's when it, you know, that's when the characteristics of heart-led thinking really arrived to me. It's slow. It's in the moment. It has a neutral or a uplifting or a we got this sort of flavor to it. It's connected to the intuition, but it's also active and ideally agendaless. This clarity arrived to me on my walk, engaging in heart-led thinking, so I could offer these insights to you. So it's not that much different than meditation, although it is different. It's not that, it's not that much different than going on a nature walk, but it is different. And the more definition you have in your head and Ajna center in your human design chart, the more you will want to carve out time for thinking in your agenda, but we all have it to a degree. So carving out a bit of time for heart-led thinking is important for everyone. So if your head is defined and or your Ajna is defined, that means you need some time for thinking. If you have any of the gates defined, especially 64, 61, or 63, or if you have the gates of the Ajna, 47, 24, 4, 17, 11, or 43, and you can, we'll leave a link in the show notes of where you can run your chart and you can just see it's on the two, the head and the Ajna are the two top triangles of the the head space of a body graph. If you have any of those gates, any definition in the head and the Ajna, and certainly if you have any of those channels defined connecting the head and the Ajna, 
You need time and space to think. And again, and as Karen Curry Parker says, we all have all parts of the chart. And But even if you have tons of openness in your head in Ajna, you are very susceptible for taking on the ideas and inspirations of others. And what you really want to do is find out what are the ideas and inspiration that you find inspiring, that you really want to take action on. And giving yourself the opportunity for heart-led thinking will really help you to arrive on that so you can be focused on the right inspired action for you and not following up on other people's well-intended inspired action. That's great, but it's just not a fit for you. And this gets me to why this is so important. We, you know, we've, we've never really been taught how to think properly and how to explore ideas properly. When we were kids, we were taught to read a book, memorize it, and regurgitate it. And whoever could do that with the greatest degree of accuracy on on an exam got scored the highest. And this is so different from that. This is creative and exploratory. And there's a bigness to it. I think when you're really connected to your heart, your heart will push you to the outer edges of your comfort zone. It will push you to your creative edge and it will naturally enable you to start thinking bigger. Most of us go to a default mode of thinking too small because we've all been told by an authority figure at some point in our experience not to get too big for our britches, you know, to stay humble remember where you came from, all of those things. That has the effect of us not thinking in the big ways that we're really designed to be doing. And heart-led thinking automatically has a bigness to it. It enables you to create the space in your energy. It's pushing your energy out there. You can look at it as it's creating more space in your thinking energy and your thinking container. And when there is more space, there is room for the bigger ahas and creative sparks to arrive. So let me do this with you now. I'm just going to be a gentleist with this. I'm going to take some deep breaths, connect into my body, connect to my heart. I'm going to ask my higher self to give me something to explore in a heart-led way. So nothing is coming to me immediately because even asking your higher self to give you something to explore is almost putting too much of an agenda on it. So I have a delay here and I'm just going to give myself a second for whatever wants to come through to come through. So again, when you do this for yourself, the best thing to do is to keep it as agendaless as possible. We're not trying to figure anything out here, but I just wanted to model for you a little bit of how it can look. So it's taken a sec. So what's coming through is, so so like I'm thinking here, so I don't have the answers. I don't have the five-step process to offer you yet, but it is about what's coming through. It's about big ideas and how our big ideas are really they're, they're located at the outer edges of our comfort zone, at the outer edges of our creative edge, you know? B- big, big ideas are not safe in the safety zone. They're edgy, they're raw. 
And there's a divine timing to our big ideas because not everybody is going to be ready to hear them as they arrive to you. You know, another thing I have in my human design chart is the freak to genius channel. And what that means is I am getting a lot of my information and a lot of my insights come directly from source. I have a lot, I have all individual circuitry in my chart. So what that means is I am the one who gets the idea first or the concept or the insight first from source. And I don't know how I know I know it, but I just know I know it. And I bring it in from source and I present it to the consciousness to be like, hey, everyone, here's a new way of doing or being. And it's brand new. If I don't wait for the right time to share that insight because it's so new, I will look like a freak. <laughs> it will, I will, it will land flat. And if I'm not sharing it to the right audience who has asked me for it, that's why I got a, there's a lot of permission I have to wait for in my chart. I can't just give it to anybody at any time. I have to wait for the right time and to be invited by the right audience. Otherwise, I'll sound like a freak. But if I wait for the right time and offer it to the right people, I sound like a genius. Right? That's the freak to genius. And man, I see this all the time. All the time. That my freak to genius channel shows up to me when I share the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. I'm like, oh, freak. And I don't mean that. I am so at peace with this. So when I say freak, I don't mean it in any sort of negative way to myself. It's just feedback telling me, oh, that wasn't the right person or this isn't the right time. And you need that feedback from time to time to know. And then when things land in perfect alignment at the right time with the right person, it's like, ah, genius. That feels good. So I don't really have a punchline or an answer or a solution to offer you as I've just been engaging and modeling heart-led thinking. But what just came through was how when we think big, there's an edginess to it. We're at the edges of our comfort zone. We're, we're, we're at the out there. We're out there. So if that's true, if it's edgy and it's new and it's out there, there is divine timing to it. So sharing your big idea at the right time to the right people. And so these are insights that I may have had before, but not in that way, not as sharp as it just arrived to me just now. And that was me like utilizing my brain, utilizing my intuition, sunk in my body, agendaless, in the present moment. My thoughts were slow Things weren't arriving to be rapid fire, but they were just sort of arriving to me in a flow. And I arrived on some really cool truths and insights. And that, my dear ones, is the beauty of heart-led thinking. My invitation for you this week is if you don't already, get to know your chart in those headspace and ajna to know how defined or undefined you are. The more definition you have, that really means you will want to carve out more time in your week for heart-led thinking. 
a half an hour here, 15 minutes there. Find out, like for me, walking really helps, but maybe for you it's something else. Explore around with it. What really puts you in the greatest space for exploratory thinking? And if you have a lot of openness there in your chart, it means that is a time to explore the ideas and inspirations that are really coming from you because you will get you get inspired. You will have a lot of ideas and inspiration. But what your invitation is to weed out what is really for you and what is really for someone else. All right. So, dear ones, that is what I wanted to share with you this week. I had a lot of fun recording this episode. I hope that you received something special from it. If you're feeling called to give us some love at Soul Guide Radio and provide us with a rating and review, I would be so grateful and I will read your review live on the air. All right, that's a wrap for this week. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to deepen your connection to your intuitive gifts? Then it's time for 10 High Vibe Minutes, the ultimate daily mindfulness practice for soul-guided leaders and entrepreneurs. In only 10 minutes per day, you'll keep your energy high vibe and aligned to your highest dreams while transforming your daily practice into a powerful tool to manifest big wealth and abundance. Get free access now on my website, alisonscammell.com or in the show notes.